Welcome to the Human Being Unleashed podcast, where we redefine, realign, and reimagine what it means to be human so that you can live a life with the health, wealth, and relationships that are inherently yours. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. So over the next 30 minutes, I am going to be breaking down the 15 rules of the mind, the 15 laws or functions we can say, this is how your mind works. When you have an understanding of this, you're able to just get so much more out of yourself and live a much more better life because it's like having a user's manual, a very simple one, by the way. I explain all of these concepts and very easy to grasp ways but it's like a user's manual for how your mind works and just again just by understanding them alone you're going to start making shifts in your belief system which is going to allow you to realize more of yourself more of your potential again just by the understanding of these alone you're going to be able to build a mind that works for you rather than against you all right now this was a recording that i recorded for our facebook group but i realized why is this not on the podcast so throw it on here now if you are listening to the podcast and you're not in our facebook group go ahead and click the link in the show notes below and that'll take you directly over to the facebook group aside from that sit back relax and take notes First and foremost, and this is very simple, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this one, but you probably already know this. The primary function, the primary focus, the primary law of the mind is preservation. It is designed to keep you alive and to keep you whole. That is the primary function of the mind. So everything else is dependent on this one law. When you understand that the mind is designed to keep you alive, then you also understand that whenever you have, uh, you know, some weird anxiety, social anxiety, your mind is doing that. It's giving you a sense of social anxiety because it makes you feel safe in some way, possibly because you have being social or speaking up, or expressing yourself. Maybe you have that associated with danger. For example, I just had a session with a client who at four years old, she tried to ask her grandma a question and her grandma got mad and her grandma punished her for asking a question. And so she told herself, I can't speak up anymore. And so anytime it came to speaking and leading her team with meetings and stuff, what, what happened? She got really anxious. Why? Because the mind was like, hold on, hold on. Danger again, danger zone, danger zone. In other words, her four-year-old self was saying, oh my God, grandma's going to scream at me again. And so it gave her this anxiety to prevent her from getting up there and speaking because if she did, then she may get in trouble. So when you understand that the mind is designed to keep you alive and keep you healthy by driving you toward, and it does this by driving you towards pleasure and away from pain, now you have a little a little trick in your mind. Now you can associate what you want with pleasure. Tell yourself, I want to, let's say you just want to get better at exercising. I want to exercise more because I love the feeling of being 
healthy and I love walking around naked, feeling good about myself. You're associating exercise with pleasure now. Now your mind, over time, you continuously speak to it like that. Your mind is going to completely associate that with pleasure. Now it gets to the point where you don't even have to force yourself to exercise. It just happens. Why? Because that's it's association. It's designed to do that. And it thinks that exercise is going to keep you healthy and alive, right? So if you're doubting yourself, you can make sure that your mind understands that that self-doubt is painful. Hey, mind, this doubt, this is dangerous. It's causing me harm. This is painful. This is a no-go, right? So keep that in mind. Next is a primary function. I mean, the number two primary function is the only thing your mind responds to. This is very important that you understand. The only thing your mind responds to is the words you say and the pictures you create in your head. And all pictures create words. I mean, all words create pictures. I'm sorry, that should have been the other way. And when I say all pictures create, I mean, all words create pictures. Think about it. Let me tell you this. Imagine that you're walking down a hill and the grass feels like a pillow. There's a slight breeze and the perfect amount of sun on your skin. Imagine the sky blue, clear as, clear as ever. You just create an entire image in your mind. My words created pictures. Pictures is the only thing that your mind responds to. Ultimately, pictures influence human behavior. I'm going to say that one more time. Ultimately, pictures influence human behavior. If you think about stories, why do, why is like all the knowledge and wisdom and lessons passed down through story? Why do we learn so much through story? Why do we love movies so much? The reason why is because when somebody tells you a story, what your mind does is create a mental movie. So whenever somebody is, on a, on a stage and they're selling you a product and they sell you a nice story. They attach the story to the, pro, to the product. You're going to want to buy after because that picture in your head drove you to act. Your nervous system literally gets, just gets completely triggered by images. Just imagine right now that you're eating a lemon. And your body will respond. Your nervous system responds to images. So when you understand this now, now you start deliberately giving yourself some powerful images. Be very powerful in the images you give yourself. Very powerful. Next, the mind takes all interpretations as literal and as a fact. The mind takes all interpretation. Now, an interpretation, by the way, is again, just how you interpret something. That's it. You see somebody walk by and they don't look at you after you say hi. Your interpretation could be, oh, they're an asshole or I'm not good enough or maybe they didn't see me. There's multiple interpretations. You're the one who gives it though. You're the one who assigns that interpretation. And your mind assumes every interpretation as fact. So when you say this job is killing me, heart attack before work one day. These things don't just happen, my friends. If you say this presentation is going to be the death of me, 
your mind may give you the flu before the presentation. Why? Because if you go, you might die. When an assumption is accepted as true, the mind assumes the fact. Say that one more time. When an assumption is accepted as true, an assumption is literally just an assumption, it's not a fact. When an assumption is accepted as true, the mind assumes that as a fact. And then it will consistently validate that over and over again. So I'm not enough, that is an assumption. But when you accept that to be a true thought, then it actually looks real for you. I am enough, that is an assumption. But if you accept that to be true, that will look real for you. So it's not a matter of what you believe is true or not, because all of it's made up. It's just a matter of, does it actually serve you? That, that is a real question. So remember, everything in your head is made up. All of it. Might as well make some things up that are actually serving you. All right? I forgot who it was. Eli Wild. There, Eli Wild is an awesome sales guy, awesome speaker. He said, um, You believing what you be saying, even though you be lying. You believe what you say, even though what you say is a lie because it doesn't have any ultimate truth. Because what you say doesn't have a location, it doesn't have a shape, and it doesn't have a color. You add your story onto your environment. Remember that. Now, next, prime function number four. All ideas accepted as true become beliefs. All ideas, when you accept an idea, an idea as true, it becomes a fact for you. High ideas are nothing more but highly charged units of electromagnetic energy. These highly charged units of electromagnetic energy, when you accept it as an idea, what you do is you inter- when you accept it tr- as true, you internalize and then you add your emotion to it. You accept an idea to be true. You are good enough or you are not good enough. You accept it to be true by internalizing it. Then you emotionalize it because you make it about you and then you will realize it. All ideas internalized and emotionalized will be realized. To write that down. All ideas that are internalized and emotionalized will be realized. And it will externally be what grabs your attention. Beliefs very literally become your reality because reality is nothing more than an an electromagnetic field. Your thoughts and your feelings produce electromagnetic energy. With every thought and with every feeling, it is a scientific fact today that with every thought and with every feeling, you are directly impacting the atmosphere and you are reorganizing your reality to meet the ideas you give about it. So you're not seeing the world for as it is. You're seeing your ideas about the world. Keep that one in mind. Next. All beliefs can be changed. However, your mind must first operate in the physical, not must first, it must operate in the physical framework. What I mean by this is all beliefs, yes, every belief can be changed. 
It, it, no belief is ultimate. No belief is solid. You're not at the mercy of other people's beliefs. All beliefs can be changed. You're not predestined to any destiny. Oh my God, you're totally not. Every breath is an action and every action changes another action. Every action changes something else. Every breath is an action. You're not predestined for anything. All beliefs can be changed. Now, when I say your mind must operate in the physical framework, I mean, there are some physical laws you have to follow. You can't just believe that you are six, eight, and then you just grow to be six, eight. You can't believe that you're six foot and just grow to be six foot. It, the physical framework, we do live in a physical world that does have physical laws. We can't just grow limbs. We can't just grow longer knees or <laughs> whatever. But there are things that we can't do in terms, there are some a couple of physical things, couple of physical limitations. So just keep that in mind. Can you absolutely believe health into your nervous system and your immune, and your immune system reorganize itself to picture health? Absolutely, you can. This is why spontaneous cancer remissions happen all the time. You can intensely believe health and reorganize everything else in your system, but you cannot believe an extra five feet on your body and grow five feet. So just kind of, I know it sounds silly, but I wanted to kind of throw that in there. Anyways, right? Now, next. The mind can hold conflictive ideas, but it cannot focus on two opposing ideas at once. Let me say that one more time. The mind can hold conflictive ideas, but it cannot focus on two opposing ideas at once. One will materialize until the other belief is focused on and assumed. Have you ever realized you can be so insecure in one area of your life, but when it comes to another area of your life, you just show up like you're the most powerful person in the entire freaking universe in that space, right? You may believe when it comes to sales, I can't do this. I can't sell. You focus on that. And then, it, and then that belief will override the belief that says I can do anything I want. And then that belief will take hold. Got it? So the mind can hold conflicting ideas, but it cannot focus on any of those ideas. Whichever one you assume is going to be the one that shows up. So. Remember, there's always an opposite. There's always another side to that coin. So strongly going to encourage you to focus on that other side whenever you find it valuable. Next, all beliefs create electromagnetic impulses of energy that we experience as emotions. Emotions is energy in motion. A belief is an electromagnetic unit of energy. And when I say electromagnetic unit of energy, guys, this is like physics at this point. This is not just like my ideas. These are like physics facts at this point that we are just radiating electromagnetic energy. We're not even solid. It is the most interesting idea. But all beliefs create an electromagnetic impulse of energy that flows through your body. Like it's a, it's a motion. It's going, making a motion. And you experience that energy as an emotion, energy in motion. Emotions are nothing more than vibrations of energy, the movement of your being. They're not this crazy thing out there in the world coming to attack you. Fear doesn't attack you. Anxiety doesn't attack you. Stress doesn't attack you. These are just the movements of your energy. Nothing is, in, nothing is fearful. Nothing is scary about a vibration of energy. 
Anytime feelings come up, remind yourself, this is a vibration. This vibration is designed to vibrate the hell out of me. No emotion can really last longer than three to five minutes at most. All emotions, when lived out, are about three to five minutes long, and they completely release and resolve themselves and return back to your state of ease. So it's very, very important that you allow these emotions to leave. Remember, you can do a couple of things. Number one, is you can let that feeling be felt for the three to five minutes. And number two, you can just hold it in your nervous system forever. Totally your choice. People say, I always, I'm, I'm frustrated. This gets me frustrated. But have you actually been frustrated? Or are you just saying it gets you frustrated? Because saying you're frustrated is different than being frustrated. Remember that. Number eight, the mind will repress feelings that are interpreted as dangerous, but it does not forget them. If you feel scary, the mind's going to be like, oh, oh, it's dangerous, it's dangerous, because if you interpret it as dangerous, if you say, oh, anxiety is bad, or emotions are bad, or my inner self is bad, or I was born with original sin, these kind of beliefs make you fear yourself. They make you fear your own beliefs. Literally, I mean, your own feelings, literally. All right. The mind will repress it, but it will not forget it. It will be stored inside of your system until you let it out. Expression is healthy, all bits of it. Number nine, the unconscious mind will represent repressed negative emotions for resolution. Not always at the most convenient time, but always at your most resourceful time. Say that one more time. The unconscious mind will represent repressed negative emotions for resolution. Not always at the most convenient time, but always at the most resourceful time. So whenever you're washing your dishes and you randomly get anxious, your mind is doing that because it's saying, hey, this is taking up a lot of space and you're in a good state of mind right now. So I'm going to give you this anxiety so you can process, you can process this, you can feel it. You can fit it all the way through, all the way through, okay? Very, very simple. So keep that in mind. When those feelings come up, especially if they're random, feel it. Let yourself feel it. If you feel like you want to scream, scream. If you feel like you want to cry, cry. If you feel like you want to laugh, laugh. If you feel like you want to go, I want you to go, in fact, this morning, it's so funny. This morning I woke up and I, I felt a little anxious, like a little like fearful. I was like, why do I feel this way? I was like, I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to question why I feel this way. I'm going to feel it. I just laid in bed and I was like, oh, oh. I was letting the sound express that feeling. And within like two minutes, I was like, oh, I feel so good. Express that. Okay. Number 10. The subconscious mind runs all of the body's functions and directs every automatic response. And it's important that you also understand the mind and body are not separate. The mind and body are simply two expressions of the same thing. One more time, the mind and body are not separate. The mind and body are simply two expressions of the same thing. The subconscious mind runs all the body's functions and directs all of its automatic responses. This is why if you just tell yourself you're energetic, you will feel more energetic. If you tell yourself that a certain thing is killing you 
It will literally have an impact on your actual well-being. If you say that, oh, this gives me knots in my neck, your cells, they eavesdrop on you. They know what you're saying, and they will carry out everything that you give them. Think health. Health becomes yours. Think illness. Illness becomes yours. Very important to understand that the mind and body are not two, they're not different things. When you touch your leg, the only reason you can physically sense that is because your mind allows you to sense that. Your mind and body are not, mind and body are words, but in reality, it's the same thing. When I say mind, I mean body. When I say body, I mean mind. So be very mindful of the way you speak about your health. And also, since your cells are eavesdropping on you, they also know what you expect in your health of the future. So if you're telling yourself, oh, I'm going to grow old, weak, I'm going to get this disease, this disease, your cells, they take orders. So give them the right one. Number 11, the conscious mind's main function is to see, is to know its place in existence, to see clearly, and to experience the external world. That's it. The, it's designed to see clearly and know its place in existence. That's what the mind is designed to do. It is designed to do this. When you see clearly, this is what you see. Here's an example. You see clearly. Somebody tells you that you suck and you're stupid. If you didn't see clearly, you can say, oh my God, you're right. I'm stupid. I suck. Or if you saw clearly, you would say, huh. That individual, is, that individual is projecting what they're feeling. Me, I'm more than enough. I'm perfect just as I am. That's what the mind's designed to do. The mind's also designed for you to see, hey, why am I silly for me to be anxious in front of this group of people? Huh. What do I feel? Huh? I feel like I don't belong. Ah, oh, that's just a feeling. But I do belong. And I know that to be true. That's what the conscious mind is designed to do. For example, I was getting ready to lead a big speech. And before I was feeling anxious. And I was like, what do I feel? What do I feel? What do I feel? Clearly, what do I feel? I feel like I'm going to screw up. Huh, I feel like I'm screwed up because I feel like I, I feel like I'm too young to be teaching these people. Huh. Oh. Oh, I feel like I um I feel like I'm not worthy enough to teach them. Huh. That's just an idea. But that's not reality. What is reality? Is I am more than enough and I have what it takes to deliver this message with ease, confidence, and certainty. That is what the conscious mind is designed to do. Know its place in existence, see clearly, and make decisions based off of that. Next is the conscious mind wants to serve you by following the instructions from your conscious mind. It wants to serve you by following the instructions from your conscious mind. Okay? Again, it wants to serve you, but instructions are not... Oh, my life sucks. I hate this. I hate this. I hate those are not instructions. Sounds like complaints. What an instruction is, 
is I am confident when I step on a stage, I deliver with certainty. Whenever I see a group of people, I feel a rush of confidence. I can do this. I can accomplish whatever I want. I am this. I am that. Powering things. They're clear instructions for your conscious mind. And your conscious mind will carry all of it out. You are not at the mercy of your unconscious mind. You are not at the mercy of your unconscious mind. There is no such thing as you being at the mercy of your unconscious mind. The conscious mind is designed. It is designed 100% to be in control. All the unconscious material is created by your conscious mind. Your your, let me say one more time. All the unconscious beliefs that you hold on to, they're not unconscious. They're actually conscious. You're just not examining them. I believe I'm going to dive into this here in a bit, but we're going to do this in another video. I don't want to beat the drum on this, but just remember, give yourself very clear instructions with the way that you speak. Don't speak in vague terms. Be very specific in complete sentences. Give yourself instructions and know that the unconscious is the crew. Conscious is the captain. The crew must follow the captain's orders. Number three, the mind is a goal-oriented machine and is designed to accomplish all the pictures planted into it. And it will always adopt the easiest route to its goal all on its own. The mind is a goal-oriented machine. It's designed to accomplish pictures planted in it, which means you literally don't have to try to accomplish your goals. It is designed to accomplish your goals if you're clear on what your goal is and if you have a mental picture of what that goal looks like. If you're clear on what you want, you know what it looks like and you think about it enough, your mind will on its own adopt the easiest route to accomplish that goal without you trying to force yourself. This is how you become successful without trying to. You just get so damn clear on what you want. You install it so deeply into your mind. Because you think about it in terms of possibility, not in terms of it not happening. You think about it in terms of possibility. Your subconscious gets soaked with that picture. And then before you know it, your unconscious mind will reorganize your automatic response system to accomplish that goal all on its own. Give your mind a clear picture. It is designed to create whatever picture you give it effortlessly. This is why visualization is such a powerful technique. And you'll see the exact technique that we use inside of this course. Next, it, it is the most efficient. Oops. Sorry, guys. I'm totally going to leave that in there. But uh, it is the most efficient in helping you achieve your outcomes when it is operating as an integrated, as an integrated whole, devoid of all conflicting parts. I'm going to say that again because that's so important. You operate the best when every part of you is integrated. And you're not, oh, piece of me says this, but I also feel like this, right? Embrace all of you, and then you'll actually feel whole. There's no point of trying to be good. I don't try to live a good life. I try to live a whole life. What I mean by that, if I wake, if, let's, say, let's say if I'm super sleepy one day, really tired. I have to do something. I'm going to say, you know what? I'm tired as heck. And I accept the fact that I'm so tired. I'm going to show up my best that I can, even with this tiredness. Oh, I feel small right now. Huh. I accept the fact that I feel small and I, I'm okay with it. 
I'll sit with this piece of myself right now and I'll let it be there. And I'm not going to turn it into love. I'm just going to love it. One of the easiest ways to begin integrating your entire self is to love every feeling, every thought that comes up. You don't have to dwell on it, ruminate on it. Pay it attention. Give it a feeling of love, an, an energy of love. It will do its thing. This is what a whole life looks like. This means embracing the weird parts of yourself, embracing all of yourself, expressing all of yourself, not running from any of it. Being whole is what it comes down to. And all the work we're doing in this program is designed to do that. And there's more and more videos and processes below that are designed to do exactly that as well. Next, the conscious mind contains all states of mind, not just waking consciousness. You see, in the West, we have this very limited idea of what a conscious mind is. To us, when somebody wakes up, they're conscious. When they go to sleep, they're unconscious. That's just not the case. You are forever conscious. Even when you dream, you're conscious. A sense of self is there. The ego, the sense of self is there when you're dreaming. So when you go to sleep and you go unconscious, you just go to a different level of consciousness. You still have a level of conscious attention that turns on. And I'm a great believer that even when we die, we'll be conscious of that. You never go unconscious. You only tap into different degrees and levels of consciousness. One more time. You never go unconscious. You only tap into different levels of consciousness. And there you go. Last but not least, remember you are not your mind. You're the one who gets to witness the phenomena of your mind. So make it work for you instead of against you.